Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. are live welcome to the rg dfs tournament takes podcast i am your host chris kirkwood screen name kirk bees here with my two boys first back from the dead uh not dead. i shouldn't even say that but <laughs> doing much better recuperated feeling well vacationing in florida got out of the uh shutdown of minnesota back to join us for another week after a week off is killer b brett hartfield um, also, uh, with us is, uh, the Canada's number one DFS player, numero uno, not a, there's not a, anyone in Canada that is better than him. I don't care. I know there's a couple of guys out there, but I'll take, t- uh, toe tag and tambo against any other Canadian DFS player, uh, Tyler Tambaline. Um, but we're back for week 11. Um, this is a crazy slate already, kind of a weird one. Um, but, uh, h- how we doing boys? Yeah, man. Uh, sorry, I had to stand you guys up last week. Um, it was uh, just an interesting situation with everything in Minnesota getting shut down this uh, this Friday. So we kind of got out of Dodge, and then um, uh, with with my packing. Uh, so randomly, uh, my luggage gets searched, right? Um, and I always fly with a monitor with me. Um, get back to you, my Airbnb, and I have a crack in my monitor. So I'm just like, okay, that's great. Um, and then, and then I'm, I'm, uh, traveling with my two nieces who are seven and five, uh, my brother's wife. And then, uh, so I was just like, okay, it was too hectic to get on a pod. So I had to, had to tap out, but now we're, now we're halfway situated, still de- dealing with a broken, uh, um, monitor, but. We're going to get that uh, replaced hopefully tomorrow. So, um, Tambo, coming off of week 10, how'd you end up, man? Wait, 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 wait a minute. So, you're in Florida? Oh, yeah, I'm in Florida, babe. How are you circumventing the uh, – the, is Yahoo, oh, is Yahoo back in Florida now? Yeah, yeah, don't don't try to get me – Trying to trying to get you. <laughs> you uh, so, yeah, I think about 18 months ago they legalized it. I remember Dan Bach uh, coming out with, like, tweets. Um, yeah, right. so they've, they've been legal for 18 18- months. But yeah, that is something I always. I just want it on about. the up and up. That's all I care about. So yeah. Up and up, you know. <laughs> yeah, you would be that guy too. <laughs> hey, you out in Florida? You still playing Yahoo? He's looking for uh, an edge, man. You know, you know Kirkwood and Yahoo. Uh, he's just wanting to get you out of there because you, you guys want two every week. Make watch him win and then blackmail his ass. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tampa. How did you, how'd good, your week ten go, man? 
I don't remember too much of it, to be honest, man. I'm just happy to be back with Killer B, the Bitcoin boss, and Kirkwood, Fleetmaster Flex over there, dropping fleets left and right on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, dropping so. fleets. Wait, 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 wait. It, you've man. done the fleets now? Oh, he's yeah. all in, man. He's oh, all in. Fleetmaster Flex, that's his nickname, and he's just dominating over there. Uh, so many good fleets, man. So I'm happy to be back with you boys. I'm happy to have the trio back together. And like Kirkwood said, we got a fun week 11 ad. Maybe this is the week where, you know, I can become a millionaire and, and move on with things. So I'm excited about this one. Fleet Master Flex. Um, I like it. I, I like that. Um, He's writing it down for fleet, future. Fleets, He's are, it. fleets are stupid. I mean, it's awful. So I, I just learned how to, uh, so I wanted to like, my idea was first like, oh damn, I have so many people that like, I don't want to see their fleets, but I want like their statistical information on like a NBA Friday or something. You know what I mean? And uh, I was like, so I was like, I want to be able to mute them. And then it's like, mute this person fully. I thought it meant, but I didn't know if you clicked mute, it then asks you whether you want to just mute their fleets or all content. Or oh, that's all, not bad. All, all during, which so that's that was a big thing so I, you can go through and uh weed out the uh timeline or the uh whatever you want to call thank it. you for that so, so wait much. were you that's doing were you using the valuable. fleets were you using the fleets for uh comedy purposes <laughs> or what were we using them for a little 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 this little of that you know all right i'll have to i'll have to dive into those fleets after this um the kind of inside jokes with some of my friends too like but uh anyways um all right week 11 well, first of all, how'd you guys do last? Oh, do we already, we are, I guess we already went over this, right? Brett, you did pretty well. Tambo's on moving on to this week. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, it was a good uh, master's week. Good week 10 for me. So. Oh, really? Yeah, that, really? That, Let's keep rubbing it I in. I was a, talking about football was bad and now yeah, master's was football so Football was bad enough. Like I did fine on Yahoo and like, but I won in cash on DK, but lost GPP. But, uh, I got smoked in PGA and here he is bringing it up like, Oh yeah. The masters, you know? Yeah. Um, it's always had, good I when you back in through on my mega team. So that tells you everything you need uh, to know about PGA. It's yeah. always good when you back end into the winner of a tournament. So like, uh, DJ was like one of my last guys. I had a hundred percent DJ every single lineup and I got smoked. And this guy's talking about running good and just fitting him in at the last second. Somehow Sometimes. got the winner in there at the end. Gotta be, yeah, gotta I was all about lucky, Rom. Because right? so, I, I was had all that fuck coke wreck is what I had. <laughs> oh boy, we're off the rails already, boys. Yep. Week eleven, NFL. Let's go. All right, Master Flex in the building. Let's go. Um. All right. So uh, we got some crazy. So we got injury news. We got COVID stuff popping. We've got quarterbacks injured. We've got. I guess the main, the main uh, picture of the slate to start, you know, before we've got stuff that was changing it uh, this morning um, is that we don't have Russ. We don't have Kyler. We don't have Josh Allen. It's like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, those are the three quarterbacks I play real, you know, religiously. Um, so uh, we're now stuck with like guys like looking at Lamar, who's been terrible this week. Um cam maybe you know i'm trying to because i always like that rushing rushing upside my quarterbacks but so we're gonna have to talk about how we do that deal with that we're gonna have to talk about what we how we deal with this whole Taysom uh starting maybe uh winston maybe not even being a part of their offensive game plan and then conflicting reports on that and yada 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 um 
Derek Cardi, just, you know, loving his projection, just staring at it all day, uh, his Taysom Hill projection. So, uh, you know, he's popping in the blitz and he's cheap. He's popping everywhere. So it's kind of like the Tim Tebow situation. Um, other than that, we don't like, so the two monster totals of the week um, aren't on this, uh, on the slate. We had last night's game of the uh, Seahawks Cardinals one on the slate. And then we had the, KC Raiders, which is on the, the Yahoo slate, but not on uh, the, the main slates uh, for FanDuel or DK. So what do we do? We looked at some other games. So what else do we have uh, from total perspective? We've got Green Bay uh, going to the Dome, which is nice potentially, but it's uh, Indianapolis Colts, whose defense is legit. Um, that game has a 51-point total that's moved up a little bit. Um, then there's uh, the Saints with this uh, – quarterback situation where we're not a hundred percent sure. At least I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's going to play out. I guess I have to assume that Taysom's going to be the guy, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, and uh, against the Falcons in the dome uh, line has come down a little bit, but that's a 49 and a half point total. Then there's uh, Lamar at home. Um, is it a get right spot is, you know, what, what is wrong with him this season? And I've mentioned to hear everybody's take on that. Um, but uh, certainly a good matchup against Tennessee uh, for opposing quarterbacks who've done very well um, against uh, Tennessee. So that game is a 49 and a half point total. Although the, uh, the Titans defense is getting a little bit healthier. They got some guys back in their secondary. So um, it's maybe a more improved uh, Titans defense. Then there's uh talk about a bad defense, the Houston Texans at home against my Patriots. Um, so that game's got a 49 point total. Um, nice that there's not going to be bad weather in New England. That game's in Texas. Um, so that game could, could uh, be somewhat sneaky. Then there's uh, the Bengals against uh, the Washington football team. There's the Steelers Jags. There's uh, we got some situations to monitor with the uh, uh, Detroit lions, basically announcing everybody out today, <laughs> except for Stafford. Uh, by the way, uh, shout out to uh, Stafford's wife on a on a great take. Did you guys see that on the? Uh, yeah. Uh, on God, no, just, I missed it. What what do we got? Uh, she was just talking about how uh, she can't deal with Michigan being shut down and the dictatorship and all, all you know all that stuff. Like nice. Um. Uh. But anyway. Um, they're playing Carolina. So, uh, and uh, Stafford's banged up, but uh, Galladay is going to be out. DeAndre Swift's going to be out. Danny Amendola is going to be out. Then you've got the uh, quarterback situation in Carolina. Bridgewater, there's, we thought for sure he'd be out, but now there's, they're saying that they're not giving up hope that he'll, he'll make it back for the start. But um, then, so then you've got the, uh, whether we got to figure out whether it's going to be uh, PJ Walker who he got in and uh, was the uh, he played for Matt Rule under te Temple um, XFL star, but like he played awful in his, his limited time that he just you know played last week, um, or it could be uh, Greer I guess right is the other guy that's potentially in the mix to 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 be the QB other but still just uh, kind of a disgusting game. Then there's the Eagles Browns and. I mean, Dolphins, Broncos. Oh, one uh, last two, two actually decent spots. I think actually two more on the slate, the, the chargers at home, just in a great matchup against the jets who 
have a, just a secondary that you can pick on um, are somewhat decent against the run, but uh, are going to be, they, they cut, um, God, who did they cut? They cut uh, uh Seer, I think it was uh, this week. Um, and, yeah. And then uh, also they're going to uh, Brian Poole, who was their best uh, cover in there in that uh, atrocious secondary who covers the slot um is uh is on the ir now too as well so they're it's just going to be whatever they want to do herb this should be a really good bounce back spot for herbert and keenan allen so that game interests me and then um and dallas minnesota vikings kind of interests me yeah we've got the plays with like dalvin cook for sure um who's you know we're gonna have to discuss what we do with him but like with andy dalton coming back this week i'm kind of tempted to get back on the Ezekiel Elliott uh, train. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that, but uh, that's the slate. That's the breakdown. That's all the games. And we're going to be going into it. Uh, what's the big picture look like to you guys? Yeah, I think, I think this week, uh, nothing really stands out from, um, from a Vegas standpoint. Um, I think there's a lot of spots though, that I kind of want to invest in like, um, uh, Cleveland stands out to me. I mean, they've been dealing with bad weather for two weeks in a row. Offense has looked really bad. Uh, and I think, I think that game kind of has a sneaky possibility to shoot up if uh, we get decent weather. Um, so I, I, I kind of like that spot. Um, your, your New England Patriots at Houston, I think it is a spot where I kind of want to uh, invest in on uh, some New England side. Uh, we haven't seen that offense look right, but still kind of want to go there. And then, yeah, just, just with some injuries and some weird pricing with guys, I think, I think you can um, get some unique, definitely some unique uh, lineups. Uh, like you said, there's not too many running style quarterbacks uh, that have that huge floor. So um, it might be a week where we start, you know, we, we might have to throw in a, a lot more of those pocket uh style uh, quarterbacks where it's a little bit easy to correlate those with their wide receivers because uh, they're not getting a lot of points uh, via the run uh, or be, uh, via their, their legs. So yeah, um, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Uh, Tambo, what do you got for like a little synopsis of week 11 here? S similar. I think like you said, there's a lot of ways you can still get unique. I think the, you know, the slate doesn't have any of those standouts. standouts. Kirkwood mentioned it earlier with the, you know, losing all these guys that we're used to having, right? Kyler, Russ, you know, Mahomes, all these dudes we just don't have. So you got to sort of take your pick between the Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson types and, you know, you know, go from there. But so I do like that aspect though. I think it's interesting for that matter. And then really to me, it just comes down to, you know, and we're going to talk about both of these guys, but Dalvin Cook with extremely high ownership and then Taysom Hill with, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like on DraftKings as much, but on FanDuel, people are talking about, you know, lock button tight end play. So, you know, there's bigger discussion to be had around those two. I think that's, really what's going to decide the week on, you know, in some cases, and then you got to get your stacks right. And we'll be going through that as well. So um, I like a lot of different quarterbacks this week. Let's just say that. Yeah. I don't know if I like them, but I'm going to play them. Yeah. I should say that. I, mean, I, don't, I like enough that I'm my pool is going to be wide, but yeah, I don't really know who I love the most. So we'll probably get through it as a, you know, pick and choose as I go through it, but I'm going to get after it with a nice little tourney takes takedown app here that we'll, we'll come to the, a little bit of an agreement on some certain guys and I'll roll it out from there. So we'll, we'll see what we get into here. 
All right, uh, let's start it off at the running back position. Let's talk about um, Brett's boy, uh, Dalvin, who, uh, you know, had a disappointing game in his last one against Chicago. Um, not uh, disappointed from a usage standpoint. 30 rushing attempts. Uh, was a tough matchup, um, so um, did just get fall short of the 100-yard bonus, 96 yards. Uh, did not get any touchdowns. Um, did have four targets. Um, four receptions, but they were all small. So it was kind of an underwhelming game for him. But, um, you know, certainly coming off of two absolute monster performances, one against Green Bay, which is a good matchup, one against Detroit is a good matchup. And now uh, heading into what should be another good matchup um, against uh, Dallas, where they are um, at home, uh, seven, but touchdown favorite. So good game script for them to do what uh, they like to do with Zimmer. Zimmer loves to do is just pound, pound Dalvin um, should be uh, much easier to run on this Dallas defense, as opposed to um, the bears defense last week. So the only thing is, is that, you know, he's got a monster price tag at nine K and he's not the stereotypical uh, Christian McCaffrey type of guy, you know, who is so utilized in the passing game. He's definitely utilized in the passing game for sure, but it's not the, to the same extent that a guy like McCaffrey is that we're used to paying that kind of a high price. So uh, price is extremely high. Um, other than that, we do have some, um, some other options. Another extremely high priced guy is Alvin Kamara uh, 9,200. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Taysom is a bad thing for him or a good thing, you know, um, because, you know, I, you're not going to see uh, Hill air it out deep down the field. It's going to be a lot more uh, shorter passes. If he, you know, even though less number of overall passes, a lot of runs he's going to eat up, but it may also open up more running lanes for uh, Kamara as well. So um, I certainly like him. Um, but uh, he's also banged up a little bit with a foot, but I guess the, all indications are is that he's going to be fine, ready to go. So um, he's in play. That's the high end. Um, some of that we've got some value at open up. Well, first we've got, uh, will, will people go back to Duke Johnson after such a disappointing game against uh, his old team in Cleveland last week? Now uh, I faded. That was the one fade I got right by fading him absolutely everywhere. Um, and I just, I just knew he just wasn't, I just felt really strongly that he wasn't going to have a good game in such tough weather conditions and where it was just going to be so obvious that they were going to try to pound it, um, pound the rock. And, uh, you know, he had a, he definitely struggled. Now it was a tough matchup for sure. Um, the new England defense he sees this week, you know, they, they, they certainly, you know, first of all, their defense has been extremely overrated. If you're still think they're good, they're like, horrible uh dvoa against the the run and the pass i think they're dead last dvoa um for against the run and certainly they've had problems stopping the run so this is a this is a game where i expect him to be able to absolutely have some success on the ground and the only problem is is a play volume um that would strike out to, you know that stands out to me because new england eats up so much clock and they're one of the most run heavy teams and they're they're just going to run 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 um, but, um, I still do like it. I like him a lot better than last week. So, um, I hope people, you know, will, will get off of him some this week, but I don't think that's the case. I'm not sure. 
Um, then there's uh, Gio, uh, Giovanni Bernard opened up today with Joe Mixon uh, definitely being ruled out. We've got the situation in Detroit to discuss because uh, DeAndre Swift, who looked amazing last week, and I was so mad that I didn't get on him hard enough last week because once that report came that he was going to – like they made a point to to – get out news that he was going to be the lead, the starting back. So I should have ran with that because he was such an obvious pivot off of guys like Duke Johnson and uh, Mike Davis and whatnot. Um, I had some, but I wish I had a lot more, but uh, so that opens up for Adrian Peterson and carry on Johnson potentially. Um, and uh, I know most people just love playing Adrian Peterson, right guys? Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be just a matchup play there. If you go with AP, but. But other than that, there's like Antonio Gibson. There's Mike Davis again. Um, I'll be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on, and then uh, we can touch on uh, my boy, James Robinson, who's in a bad matchup, tough match against Pittsburgh, but Chris Thompson once again out. And uh, love to hear your guys' thoughts on James Connor, who just looks unplayable at this point, at least from the last two weeks. It just They've just abandoned all run game and are just passing the ball, just pass, 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 even in a – in a, you know, games that they, they're out in front, uh, which we found out last week against Cincinnati, they're still just pass, pass, pass. So that those are kind of the guys. Then we got some other plays, but uh, what are your guys' thoughts with the, any of the guys that I mentioned? Starting yeah, I mean, top. I, I mean, I agree with you with, uh, I mean, Pittsburgh and Kansas City's philosophy just seems to be, uh, they're just passing so much that it's really tough to invest in either one of those backfields at this point. Um, and then, and then there's also just in the splits, right? I mean, Benny Snell is still seeing touches. So not only do they want to pass, but, um, but yeah, agree. I mean, Delvin Cook, he's going to be the chalk on this. Uh, money is not going to be an issue to get Delvin at 9k. Um, I think, I don't know, Kamara at 9,200, uh, on DraftKings. I just, I think he loses quite a bit of uh, touchdown equity. Um, if Taysom is running uh, QB there. So, I mean, Taysom's going to run quite a bit. And I think that just, I mean, that just really kills them inside the 10 yard line. Um, he didn't even have that great of a game uh, last week. I had him. That was, that was mainly the reason why I won last week is because I had a decent percentage of Kamara. And I mean, he did not play well. He just got three touchdowns. So if you start reducing some of that touchdown equity, uh, with Taysom Hill uh, taking snaps, then I, I don't know. It's oh, his last one tilted me too because they were ahead and Latavius Murray was on the field and they put mm-hmm. him in for the third down for a third and one from the goal line. Uh, like when I thought for sure they were just going to give it to Latavius to do it, to let him, let him have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one was tilting. But uh, one guy that you kind of brought up, didn't really uh, talk too much about him. Uh is Mike Davis. Uh, I think, I know, I know you said you were going to go back to um, Duke Johnson. I think I'm for sure going to get, go back to Mike Davis here. Um, Home against Detroit. I expect a lot of touches. This Detroit team is, has been terrible. Don't, and, and the price at 6,800, I mean, that's no easy buy. Obviously he was 4k last week. So going all the way up to 6,800 where you have, like a Miles Sanders at 69, James Conner at 66. I don't know how much love there's going to be for Mike Davis, especially what he did last week. And I'm going to be right there. I'm going to go right back to the well. Um, so I think that might be 
uh, my highest leverage guy of the of what I see right now for percent ownership. But um, and then and then even mix it in Aaron Jones and Miles Sanders uh, in non Delvin Cook uh, lineups. I think uh, I'm gonna do more of the just like the mid tier guys. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm seeing with the elite running backs. Tambo, how about you? Pretty pretty much similar to what you just said. I'm certainly going to be underweight on Dalvin Cook. I, I, do, I got a couple thoughts on, I guess one is, you know, if he's going to be pushing 40, 50%, that's getting up there for a 9K running back. I know he's had some incredible games lately, but I also have this in my mind. This is just all hunch narrative based, but uh, he's the other, other running back that really got paid. So him and Kamara and then Zeke, right? Zeke got paid before, but they're playing against Dallas against Zeke's contract. And I feel like Jerry Jones and the boys are just going to sell out. They, they don't have much left there as, as far as the defense goes, but I think they're going to try whatever they can in their power. And I kind of like Kirkwood when he mentioned it earlier, I could see a spot here where save yourself 2,500 bucks, go down to Zeke and play him in this game. I, I just, I don't know why, like I said, it's more gut, more narrative, but uh, it's not like Dalvin Cook is cheap. You mentioned it with Kamara there. It's interesting, but again, got to take a look at, at, the price tag being so high, this is what I always talk about paying up for probability. 10% ownership compared to Dalvin showing 40 right now. This guy has, you know, got the same floor and ceiling. It's dependent on Taysom. Like you said, what does he do? How much does he matter? But Kamara can do quite a bit there. And then I'm with you, Brett, on the last couple of ones you mentioned there. Always like running backs against Detroit. So Mike Davis falls in line there. And then the few other guys here that just don't, you know, you're paying for volume and opportunity. I know the matchups aren't great, but you've got Henry, Jones, Chubb. Jones stands out the most for me, you know, and then maybe Chubb after that. But these guys are just slate breakers if they have a, the right game and they're almost, you know, 2018 cheaper again than a guy like Cook. And these guys can absolutely go off. Uh, and then I go down from there, Kirkwood. I don't know how far you want to go, but I, you know, I guess I'll segue to you, Kirkwood, on this one. The guy I like, and I know you got to deal with Cam there, but Damian Harrison, sorry, Damian Harris has been going off lately. He's got like 300-yard games in his last six, uh, even against some bigger teams. He's got touchdowns in the mix there. And it is Belichick. He typically will ride the hot hand in a situation like this. I wonder, we've been targeting guys against Houston all year, what your thoughts are on Harris at 5,700 in that range. Yeah, I like him. Um, I, I know one thing, like it's – either he or Burkhead is going to go off um, is is in this game. Um, It's a good matchup for both. Um, Only thing is, is then, then there's cam too that, you know, potentially can steal the equity. I I like them. I don't know. I don't have like the the magic answer as a new England Patriots fan. I just know like one of those guys going to go off. Harris looks awesome. Um, You know, doesn't get it much in the passing game you know it kind of makes their offense one dimensional there but the thing is nobody loves to just run the ball more than uh belichick right now and that's what they're going to do and they should have success there's no reason they shouldn't be able to have success all game so you would think that he starts off well and they just keep feeding him so he'll have the first opportunity for sure rex merck burkhead will is kind of the, the the second man um there that they'll they'll get involved too and James White just doesn't do much anything anymore um so yeah uh I like should, should note too quickly my, my other thought on it you're on the same page as me it's so hard to predict but I know when we get to wide receiver Jacoby Myers is like the chalk of the week right at 4900 so 
if you want to go a little bit different in tournaments, that's the other reason why I already like the matchup. I already like the spot. Like you said, they like to run Harris is like 5.5 yards per carry, but if everyone's going to be on Myers, I think this is a good way to leverage up a little bit in that $5,700 range and running back. So I do like that about him, but it could be Burkhead. Um, I like it. Um, now, some other thoughts. So I do like uh, Zeke. I just have that same feeling too, just coming off of the the buy right there on a buy, I think. Um, and also with Dalton back, I just feel like he's, they've got to get their head, heads together and just pound, pound Zeke. They're getting healthier. So I, I do like that one. Um, other guys that like we haven't even touched on or mentioned like Derek Henry. I know it's Baltimore, but like he didn't he have a monster game against them in the playoffs last season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. You know, it's starting to get you know every week it's starting to get a little colder. It's starting to get later into the season when this guy starts going. Um, it's coming off of two bust games, but uh, nobody. I don't think he's going to get much love whatsoever. So. Um, that's somebody for tournaments that's interesting to me. I, you did mention Miles Sanders. I like that. Um, Antonio Gibson, nobody mentioned, right? Um, it's just, man, McKissick got so much usage, but they were even like lining him up as like a wide receiver in that yeah, game. I, th- I believe McKissick had 12 targets in the first quarter, and then he only ended up with like maybe 13 total. He's got so, 29 in the last two games. Alex yeah. Smith just loves this guy. Yeah, but Kirkwood, then, I mean, what Kirkwood said is they were lining up in slots. So uh, they were on the field a lot at the same time. Um, but from a running standpoint, like Gibson is explosive. It's just he doesn't get a ton of enough work to like fully crush. But like 20 points should, could be uh, more than enough this week against Cincinnati. Um, there's uh, – did anyone – did we talk about Geo at all? Um you mentioned him. I like Gio, but you mentioned him. I, I'm on him, but I think, you know, the discussion there is going to be around, you know, what's his pricing? It's 5,600? 50, 55. 55, sorry. So, yeah, your boy Duke is there. McKissick's there. And then you didn't mention this, but Kalen Balaj is kind of interesting this week. 5,600 as well. So, you've got a lot of guys in that range. I, I do like Bernard with mixing out and with people on uh, Johnson and, and Balaj a little bit there too. So, yeah, go ahead. I, I like Bernard. I want to go on Mike Davis. Actually, I I can't I I can't play him. I don't think um, at sixty. I get the usage, but like this guy's been banged up for like the last five games. Like he's always got like some sort of scare in game. Like he busted his thumb last game, came out and then came back in for like their last important drive, but then set out the remaining. Um, it just seems like they'll if this game gets out of hand either way. Um, which very they may very well just be pathetic this offense with uh I mean PJ Walker, yes, he was good in the XFL, but he's never been NFL, like good in the NFL. And this is a whole different caliber of uh players and, and talent level. And I expect him to struggle completely and like they should be able to just load up and uh you know stop i know their defense is bad uh, the, the lions in general but i have more faith in like stafford having a really good game in this one than the other side so it, but yeah i just have a hard time paying 6800 after these busts after like the injury scares that have just consistently happened with him and he just hasn't been very good 
since that very beginning stretch. I think Detroit's so hurt, though. It's like you take Galladay out of that offense. You take Swift out of that offense. You take – I mean, it. they just I mean, don't have – could, This game could be the shittiest game of all time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Because in reality, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of cheap pieces, but – you still need it to shoot out for, for you to win GPPs. And I don't, I don't know. know, man, get that Detroit D you just talked about this PJ Walker, Will Greer situation. You get mm-hmm. Detroit D in there with your AP. It's only 6,700 bucks. Give him yeah, that's that short thing. field like, and gonna, bang, bang. Just, he just scores. A, they're just going to milk clock running with Adrian Peterson. Yeah. That's, that's what you do though. You, I think you go running back defense either way. I think both running back and defenses are in play and Maybe you don't stack it. I mean, you're going to get cheap wide receivers in Detroit, right? But, yeah. Oh, AP is just such a disgusting play. He's going to puke like, at this game. He's going to get 30 feels, touches. It feels like the week he's going to do it for some reason. That's what I'm saying. I'm going off a lot of gut here, but I do feel like that's oh. the play. Like, that feels like it's going to happen. Um, let's touch on Balazs. You mentioned him. Um, I I did write him up um, over in my Yahoo article plays today um i mean i just like the idea of him being leverage off of keenan allen but the more i think of keenan allen the more i think of like how it like he just has to smash but then again i thought so last week and he did absolutely nothing till he got there like did he got the touchdown on like the absolute last possible play for him to get a touchdown on in the game and uh but herbert had a, just an awful game and you know they should be able to do what they want um Mike Williams could have another big game in this one too. I mean, I definitely side with the passing side in this game. And, but I did hear that coach speak of Anthony Lynn. Oh, we got to get him more touches. And, you know, he didn't, he doesn't look, he doesn't look bad. And, um, you know, he, he did see 73% of the snaps last week, 18 carries, six targets. So um, I get it. And I was more gung ho on it now, but I'm starting to come around to the idea where I just love Keenan or Mike Williams. Yeah, one thing I'll say you know, about Bellage is I think it's a mini revenge game, so, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, Adam Gase. Yeah. He was with Adam Gase, and when everyone leaves Adam Gase, they just go off. So this would be like the double whammy here, where you can just double down on that. I don't hate it. Uh, it's not someone I had high up my list, but I, you know, I, I think at 5600, it's. Fair. And I also think this game could be interesting. This could be a, you know, one of those games where you get just get two teams that you don't expect much out of. And then we end up seeing them shoot out. We, we've definitely seen it in the past in other Jets games. So if the Jets could stay, t- like, well, not stay tight, but they were sticking around a little bit there against the Chiefs, at least for fantasy purposes, to make it a little bit interesting that the Chiefs blew them up in the end. But this would be a spot where I think that could happen. And, and these guys could be involved both sides. So I like Balazs at 5,600. I think he's interesting. Well, I do. Plus- I, I oh, like the game. Sorry, go ahead, Brett. I was just going to throw in a funny uh, that Herbert cut his hair, so he's probably lost all of his like, power now okay. in that arm. So he's probably not going to be able to throw it to Keenan Allen properly. Still got the oh, acne, you, man. The hair, be fresh good. haircut narrative is a boost. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did you see that picture, man? Yeah, looks like he's like 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to be young. Yeah, yeah it is. Um. But uh, I mean, I think this, I like the, I think the, the Chargers passing offense is going to be able to crank in this one. And I, and I, and the Chargers defense is bad that I think that the Jets are actually going to be able to, to be competent on the offense and put up some points too. at least like they're, at least they're getting healthy, at least like Crowder's back 
pairing. Like their offense looked like like an like somewhat of an NFL caliber offense in their last one, you know, with big touchdowns to Crowder, to Perryman, um, you know, that's Flacco's guys, uh, Perryman. And then uh, um, uh, Mims is just an alpha who just, you know, and they're, they're just feeding that guy. So they have three solid receiver weapons now. So I feel comfortable that against this Chargers D that they'll be able to uh, put up some points. So I do like the game to shoot out. Um, but, uh, all right, let's, uh, talk about James Robinson. I mean, he's, he's freaking good. Like I've said it all season. I've been playing this guy. He should have crushed last week. He got two touchdowns called back on crap holding penalties that were like, just needless. Like they just, there was no point to them. And, uh, took away two touchdowns. You add those two touchdowns to his 100, 109 yards, uh, also two receptions, which he didn't do anything with. But uh, just monster usage, 23 carries again. I mean, the guy, it's just like – it just feels like he's a 100-yard bonus. Now, this is the absolute worst possible matchup, but he should get a lot more involved in the passing game against Pitt. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like betting on just usage in this one. Cause like people still don't play this guy enough. No. Brent. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like um, this, this is a win. This is it. This is the play. I'm writing it down now. I already, yeah. I found I'm, I'm, pro- I'm probably off on James Robinson this week. Um, I, I, I like the, I like how the running backs that are at the mid to low five K's Um. I think just because there's so many of them that it's going to really split ownership. So I think taking, um, just taking a stand on those, uh, I kind of like, um, but, uh, Duke, Duke Johnson, probably my favorite out of those mid five K guys. Um, but yeah, Kalen Blage right there. Melvin Gordon's been really seeing a high percentage of the, uh, carries and targets lately. So, um, a game against Miami where Miami's defense has been looking really good, but they've still been giving it up versus the run in comparison. So somewhat of a run funnel uh, there um, kind of sets up okay for, for Gordon in that game. But uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know how much exposure I'll have to the uh, Detroit 4K guys, but that's probably where I cut off my love uh, in the running back pool. I like James Robinson. Uh, he fits the mold of what I was talking about. I, you know, it's just still only Friday. We've got some time here, but like the more I look at it and I already was happy to be underweight on cook is like you know, same feeling last week, we Kirk, where we were, you know, the, the uh, Mike Davis thoughts, right. At min price, you just said the more we looked at it, the more there was just so many other options that we liked and or loved that like, why bother even going there? And I'm starting to feel that about in the opposite direction with an expensive cook where, there's so many guys. I liked your Henry take. It's just you're betting on volume. There's Henry, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders. Yeah, Aaron Jones we haven't talked about. J- James Robinson. Like, these guys are all volume guys that we might, you know, you can look at all this matchup stuff you want all day long. It literally takes one second for a guy to slip or for a broken tackle or one good block, and these guys are gone to the house for 80 yards. And then not only do they score an 80-yard touchdown – the other team comes right back out. The game flow is now sped up. Like you've got all these changing pieces that, that, you know, your game becomes a lot better for fantasy purposes. So more opportunity beyond that. So I'm with you on all these volume guys 
and care way less about the matchups and who they're going up against. Except I'm not on the volume of Mike Davis. Just wanted to make <laughs> not that. there. Not just there. Wanted, no. Just wanted to make that. I'll take James. It might, it might be Mike fine. I, I, I love that matchup against Detroit, but like you said too, when you look back and all these L's they're taking as a team, so in the two wins, you know, that he played a lot, the, or like the three wins, actually, he had all over 20 fantasy points on DraftKings and all of those, the next five straight have been losses all for like 12 or less DK points. So depends on if you think they beat Detroit or not, I guess, is where you kind of got to come back to, because if they beat Detroit, it looks like he's 20 plus. If they lose, it looks like he's 12 and under, and there is other guys there. So I guess that's what your thought process should be. All right, anyone else I miss? No, I think I'm good. No. Um, what about uh, Hines on the Colts? I mean, running backs against Green Bay and uh, Jonathan Taylor just seems like getting phased out each week. Hines had 12 carries, um, you know, his usual six targets, five receptions. He did. He had a touch rushing and a – and a receiving touchdown last week, 5,200. Um, you know, if they fall behind in this one, which, you know, very, it's a very high likelihood um, against uh, with Aaron Rodgers in, in a dome, then uh, Hines could, could pay off, I think. Yeah, I don't mind that take. Like, if you think um, the Packers, you could play like a stack where, you know, you do a, like a Rodgers Devante and then you bring it back with the Hines uh, pass catching. Uh, reasons. I don't mind that. Um, yeah, it's just, this is just a three headed, I don't know, backfield where I don't, I don't feel confident uh, in anything carrying forward. Right. So like based upon last week, I think Heinz uh, will be the most popular, but is that going to carry fo- uh, forward? I don't have a lot of confidence in it. And uh, you guys have a take on carry on at all? Never really on that guy, man. So I couldn't tell you. It's it's definitely one of those two 4K guys could get there between him and AP. But oh, man, yeah, I dusted off a lot of money on Carry On like five years ago. Um, <laughs> and just like just his comments with uh, DeAndre Swift, like basically saying, you know, DeAndre Swift does basically everything better than me. And that's why he should be playing. I, I just I think this is if you believe. Uh, uh, Detroit, you know, controls this game. And then you go Adrian Peterson, but I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's tough for me to see on Johnson touching the ball too much. All right, um, I can't do James Conner anymore. Are you guys gonna go there at all? I'm not really feeling that one either. Uh, I like the other side of it. We already talked about it, but uh, James Robinson there, so. Kind of on the opposite sides. Uh, and Cook versus Zeke. I'm feeling Zeke for whatever reason. And then the other one, I definitely like Robinson just on volume alone. Like you said, I don't really care about how tough Pittsburgh's been. This is large field stuff. This is you're trying to win. Like, you know, if he gets there, nobody's going to really have him. And he's only 6,400 for a guy that can open up 25, 30 fantasy points. So I'm going to be in on him for sure. Yeah, and I kind of agree with uh, your Zeke takes. Like, I didn't really have a strong feeling too much on him, but the more and more I look at it, uh, the more I like Zeke at 6,500. So instead of uh, paying for uh, 6,600 James Conner in kind of a cloudy spot where 
seems like all they want to do is pass the ball in Pittsburgh. Um, I think Zeke makes a lot of sense uh, at 65. And it's not – but the thing with Zeke, right, it's like not – it's not like the more we look at it because the more we look at it should tell us that, like, everything is trending in a horrible direction for him, right? He's not he's not getting in nearly the usage. Tony Pollard has totally, you know, stepped on – come on now and, like, basically a full split or whatever. And uh, – he hasn't looked good and he's fumbled fumbling issues. It's just like a leap of faith that like after a buy with Andy Dalton back with a vulnerable defense um, on the, the Minnesota side, it's just like taking a leap of faith and think saying, okay, people aren't going to be playing this guy because yeah. of all this stuff, but this could be the week to get back on where he comes out right. of the, the woodwork and, you know, is Qu- back to the guy that we, we, we knew, you know, from last season and the year before. Question for you guys. I know the NFL has been talking about uh, getting eight teams in on each side. And I think what has to happen is there's got to be multiple can- uh, like cancellations for that to happen. Um, but yeah, if the playoffs expands to eight, um, I mean, you're going to see teams kind of um, go a lot longer than just giving up, right? Dallas is a team where you're just going to be like, okay, when are they going to just hand over the reins to Pollard and some other quarterback and just kind of call the season? I, I feel like Jerry Jones never wants to call the season. Right. And, you know, he, he ends up almost calling the shots there. I, I would assume because he's going to tell the coaches, Hey, we're running Zeke here. Um, you know, through, through whatever, like week 13, week 14, whatever. Um, and I think kind of, you know, based upon what happens uh, NFL from a, like a big picture point of view, like if it goes up to eight games, like I feel like Dallas could back end into like, if they get hot, you know, they're a team where they look terrible right now, but uh, I mean, their offensive line looks brutal, but like I could see that team getting hot. We saw what their wide receivers did in the first five weeks, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, was, I'm, I'm with you. I, I mentioned earlier about the contract thing. I think it's just it's, it's a narrative as it gets, but I really think he's going to want to show off Zeke here big time and just say I got the better value for my money. You might think that you know two games at a cook recently on his 70 mil or whatever it is, I paid 90, but check my guy out and just as a proving point, especially against a team like Minnesota that just wants to run all day long. I just, you know, that's the type of guy I think Jerry Jones is. And I think this is a good spot. And at 6,500 versus 9,000, it's not like I got to pay a bunch to find out. So I'm going to go there in, in large field stuff, especially. Um, and, uh, you know, Minnesota has played pretty well against the run. Um, but I don't think that I, I'll take the leap of faith with Zeke here um, at lower lower ownership and you know right. he still I, got he still got 18 carries last week in a brutal matchup and looked terrible but like yeah give him give him that little time out of the bye um, Dude, i think i think that's a great late uh late game hammer I and mean, we already talked about the ownership on delvin cook right let's just flip the game script let's just say the cowboys get up zeke has a monster game and now you get uh leverage off of uh cook and you buy the passing game there um Jeff i kind of like uh, what's that it's Jefferson. It's Jefferson. Yeah. Dude's mm-hmm. a freaking beast. Yeah. I like that spot for, especially in larger field uh, tournaments, tournaments like a thousand plus for sure. Yeah. Of course, Thielen's got all that touchdown equity, but. Um, you can play them both. We're going to segue to quarterback anyway, but you got Cousins, 
put him in there with Thielen, Jefferson, Zeke on the other side. That's the game plan. When Cousins is thrown, he was fired up, man. He got his first, what was it, Monday Night Football win that he finally got. He's like one and nine now on Monday Night yeah. Football. He was, yeah. he was pumped. You, li- you like that? He was right back at it, smashing <laughs> helmets off, guys. Like, he's fired up to get back in the game. And if they're down, he's going to be chucking. It's like you said, it's pretty obvious. It's Thielen and it's Jefferson. Jefferson is just a beast as far as running routes and getting open, he's, he's making guys look silly out there and he's catching everything. So and they're like coming off. Uh, they're coming on a short week. So, I mean, I, I do like the Dallas side here um, just for that fact alone. Um, the more and more I look at that game, the more and more I kind of want to stack it up. Yeah. I'm All right. Uh, moving over to quarterback. Um, starting from an ownership perspective, I think uh, Herbert's probably going to be the, up there for the highest owned him. It, it's going to be uh, him and Deshaun Watson, probably. Um, maybe Taysom Hill gets uh, gets that momentum going in, and you know, because he's so cheap, um, everyone's going to be looking to play him. Then there's Lamar um, and Cam. You know, Lamar's price is seventy three hundred, which seems high for this season. I mean, he it is high for this season. I mean, he did have one good game against Philly where he, you know, had that rushing upside, and he's actually had a nice rushing floor. If you look at his, his last, uh, I mean, he's had like at least 50, you know, actually he's had at least 45 yards in every game, except for that one game against the Bengals where he did nothing, but you could tell his knee was severe. It was really bothering him in that game. But um, so he's, he's had at least a nice rushing floor. He hasn't really hit that rushing ceiling um, that we're used to uh, that often. He did have that one game against Philly for 108 yards where he broke one. Um, but, uh, hasn't been a good, good at all passing, you know, their offense has been struggling in general, but, um, certainly, uh, this is a good matchup for the passing game. Um, I do remember that Josh Allen did absolutely no running against, uh, Tennessee, but I don't think that matters. But the thing that strikes me, um, with, uh, Lamar, who do they get? They get a Dory Jackson back, I think. Um, yeah, Dory Jackson, and they've also, you know, we always forget that they did add all pro Desmond King. Um, so this is like, this is a defense that's completely vulnerable to the pass, but they're getting better. Um, they've, you know, they added a good option and they're getting healthier. Dory Jackson is certainly a good player. Um, so I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts there. Uh, the other thing that stands out to me is that, okay, Pittsburgh has an easy matchup with Jacksonville, right? And we're, we're already, all of us, whether we're right or wrong, don't really like James Conner because it just feels like the, they've just abandoned the run game. And you look at his passing attempts, 46 passing attempts last week against Cincy in a game that they won by 26 points, 42 the week before. Now, granted, they were behind, but that's where they kind of, you know, abandoned fully the run. Um Tough matchup before that against Baltimore, where he only had 32 passing attempts. Um, you know, pr- slow, sluggish game. But um, then uh, against Tennessee, 49 passing attempts. So, I mean, that's 49, 42, 46 passing attempts with elite weapons, right? He's got mm-hmm. Claypool. Deontay Johnson is absolutely like the wide receiver one now in this offense. And uh, he's, he's a beast as long as he stays healthy in the game. Claypool is an absolute beast and on all – all areas, you know, like they, they can do so much with that guy. And then, and Juju is finally back to, to uh, performing. 
So they have elite uh, pass catching weapons, and this is just an elite matchup against the Jags. So the more I've been thinking about it, like if I don't like James Conner, then I should love Roethlisberger, especially like at a lower ownership than the, than the, the run guys with running upside. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, especially with your love of James Robinson too. I think there's, there's ways to really stack up that game. I'm probably not there with you on the James Robinson, but um, you gotta love the pass run ratio, uh, especially with the game script saying, Hey, they should be running the ball. And what we've always seen with Pittsburgh is they do run the ball, especially on the road where Roethlisberger's always had issues right now. Now on the road, you don't have to worry about crowd noise. So these road games, like Roethlisberger's just been slicing and dicing. So, or at least the last two weeks, um, um, you know, at Dallas, I mean, he had a monster game. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm right there with you. It's the only tough part is you don't feel confident, uh, with what wide receiver it's going to be, but we've kind of seen different ceiling games out of all, all of them. And with Juju coming back in the, uh, fold here. So, um, I'll have to do a little bit more of the wide receiver cornerback research, but yeah, I'm right there with you about Deontay being probably the highest floor play, but you know, to me, Claypool is still the best GPP play. I mean, that guy is a monster. He's a beast. Uh, I think you should have Claypool. If you're a 150 lineup person, you should have at least 5 to 10% of him every week. So, Yeah, Mapletron, man. We talked about you. Now you've uh, rehashed all the takes from last week, Kirk. You just made me remember them all. We were off Davis. We were on Tom Brady just slicing and dicing. We were on... Mapletron going out, having another game, like all these thoughts that I just remember that I was close and couldn't put it all together. So short memory in this. Game I don't think play, we but... said naked Brady though. That would have just been the, that would have been the, the play right there. Naked yeah, really Brady. though. Yeah, you're right. I thought Imagine it was, if uh... we touted that, then we, then we could, we could, we could brag about it. Hey, some guy tagged us up and said it was the tourney takes pod led to his hundred K and he had the, the Mapletron Deontay who you liked and Ben Higgins. I think that was your call. Yeah, Higgins on the other side, who, who Burrow trusts. So, hey, it's all good. We're putting it together, man. We're getting there. It's week 11. It is later in the season, but we still got time. You know, one thing about Lamar, you mentioned him quickly there, but you know his biggest game of all time was against Tennessee? Like 365 passing yards, but then threw a bunch of interceptions. It was in the playoffs last year when I took what, him out. Yeah, that's and, when and, they had to come from behind. 20, 20 rushes for 140-something? Like, this is uh, my guy, man. That game was extremely disappointing to watch as a, a major Ravens fan like that just sucked it it started early in the game when they just been trusting the analytics all year they went for it on fourth in my opinion way too early in the game where I know you got to trust the numbers but either way had a huge game against them I think it's a revenge spot that sucks man they were supposed to move on not just me as a biased fan but there was no way it was supposed to be Tennessee going on to play Kansas City that was supposed to be Lamar versus Mahomes Lamar's MVP season let's see what happens and we didn't get that so I think Baltimore is going to have a good game here I think you already talked about it a few times about you know the slate and who's on it as far as quarterbacks are concerned so I like Lamar I like Deshaun Watson for those two Russian guys, you know, Herbert's going to be pretty chalky, but I think for good reason. But then I don't mind your, your thought process around some of these other guys that can throw, like Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins, and then I'll even drop down to Carson Wentz in a game we didn't talk much about, just because this, this slate doesn't have all these guys that can break it. 
And if Lamar or one of Lamar, Herbert, Watson have that bad game as guys that you think about as floor upside combination, you've still got other guys that can throw three touchdowns that that could be the difference on a slate like this, right? So they don't need to rush a bunch or do anything like that. Or, you know, never know a guy like Kirk Cousins could even rush one in there and take it away from Dalvin and tilt the chalk there at running back. So that's sort of the six that stand out to me. And then you can go down from there to like Joe Burrow and, and take some shots in some, you know, on some higher risk guys. But I, I definitely like those ones that I mentioned there at the top, Lamar, Herbert, Watson, Ben, Kirk, and Wentz. Those are sort of the six that I'm on this week. Yeah, so the interesting thing about Wentz is that uh, big injury news popped up. Not injury, but uh, Miles Garrett tested positive for COVID um, and is now out. So that is a huge blow for the pass that is rush. Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for which Wentz absolutely struggles with. You know, that's the, the key is getting pressure on him. So that's got to be a boost for, for Wentz and maybe like Miles Sanders some too as well, but more so for Wentz. It's hard to and, pick who to and, pair him with. And he, Sucks, busted, it's fun. He, he busted last week when like all signs were pointing to like he should have had a good game. Um, you know, a healthier offensive line. Um, Goddard was chalked. Jalen Rager back. Um, Sanders was rounding into form um, back, you know. And so, you know, if we just delay that now another week with like when people are already, you know, like, upset about him, they're upset about Goddard. They see that awful game he had last week you know but uh this is still a guy who put up 30 fantasy points against baltimore 31 against the giants um and now with uh, no miles garrett so i think that's a good call yeah and he's got legs um i think both both uh uh wentz i really love wentz and i know tambo you kind of touched on burrow i i like uh burrow quite a bit um just because you're getting guys at 5500 5700 that still do have a floor and they've shown somewhat of a ceiling with their legs. Um, so yeah, I, I like both of those guys quite a bit um, right there with you guys on Lamar Jackson. Um, it was kind of nice to hear the narrative um, in the playoffs. I mean, that's a narrative I truly, truly do believe in. I mean, you know, Lamar, he probably, he thought about that game probably for a long time. So oh yeah, um, he, he wants his bad and you're right. He he had a lot of he had a lot of yardage, both throwing and running. But I, if I remember that game correctly, there were quite a few turnovers in that game. They were just that's, all, that's why. Remember, that's why he racked all this stuff up. He literally was dominating them, and then would throw it away. Interception. Yep. Through through three, he never throws for three hundred yards. That was always the tough part with him. He had both bonuses in yep. that game. He destroyed, and they only scored twelve points. And he had like almost 40 DraftKings points, I think. So it's like crazy to think, but I definitely think there's something to that. And he's going to have a little bit of ownership this week. I'm not expecting him to come in as this super sleeper play, but I just look back now. Yeah, 36 DraftKings points when he played them and they scored 12 points as a team. Yeah. And yeah, I love this because I think think Lamar being a young guy um, and you know, he's such a passionate dude. Like he's probably been like circling this game since the season opened. So yeah, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but with, with this guy and his motivation, but also check the news the last week, they just lost to the Patriots. Another game where they, you know, expected just to smash. Everybody is down on Lamar. He's broken. There's nothing that you can do with this guy. He sucks. He can't pass. It's proven one lucky year. All these he, factors that he's are RG three. Like, that's right. what's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's there with him. So. so are all three of us, are we all in on this play? 
We're good. Lamar is on the tourney takes lineup. Let's just I mean, I like that. him. And I'm not all in on him. What are we like, pairing okay. him up with, though? What are we doing uh, receivers? Well, that's the question, right? Well, you're gonna, I mean, I so it's Andrews or Marquise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Only I'm, two I'm options, gonna right? I was going to say Marquise mean, is the one, but he has Willie Sneed goes off again. He loves Sneed right now, man. It's crazy. Um, uh, but but uh, Duvernay. Duvernay always pops, too. Oh, God. Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, it's no long, doesn't have that weather. 40 pass attempts last week, even in that crap weather game. You know, it's just that that's what we, that's the, that's what we saw. Like we saw against Cleveland, 47 pass attempts and, you know, 38 fantasy points. Uh, Washington has a good defense, but um, I don't envision them to be able to run much on them in this game. I think the, the best use of uh, Bernard will be uh, checked down in the passing game just to be an, an added uh, passing game weapon for them. Um, I could see him going off. What uh, what wide receiver yeah. are you pairing? Higgins. Higgins. The, the man. Uh, he loves Higgins, man. It's Higgins. it's Higgins. Higgins is the alpha. Yeah, I mean, like with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. It's a bad matchup like, for Boyd. Um, A.J. Green is dust, and that leaves you with mm-hmm. Higgins. I will, one thing I will say, though, do you guys think if – I'm just saying for that build. We're talking about a build here. So if we're using this matchup and we're using Burrow and Higgins, I actually, as much as I love Gibson on the week, I kind of prefer McKissick in that spot because now I'm saying that we're going to get more of a – if I'm going to get a full ceiling out of Burrow and Higgins, do you think – I don't think it's going to be that one-sided. I think that it would be McKissick coming back where we're going to need those 12 targets again. And, and catching all those passes. That would be like a nice little trio for cheap that you could use in a tournament and then load it up otherwise and be already extremely off the Or board. you could just use McLaurin. Or, yeah, of course. We didn't get there. We're going there next. He's a guy I love, too. You're right. So I'll, I'll say this, But, yeah, I don't mind. I mean, the kid, the dude, has, if they're going to pepper McKissick with targets like that and they're going to use him as a wide receiver, then, yeah, sure. I don't know. 100%. How confident do I feel like that's going to be the case again this week? I don't know. I, I have no – it's yeah. just so bizarre to me in the first place. But If if Alex Smith is taking snaps under quarterback, um, just – I mean, just look at his snap counts and where he's getting the snap counts. He is playing a ton of slot, which are the – exactly what you want on a PPR site like DraftKings at 5,200. Uh, I think that's a, a steal. No doubt has a very low floor um, just because of his uh, rushing capabilities, but – Look at those targets, 29 targets the last two weeks. And why? Because Alex Smith is your quarterback. So, yes, uh, 100% that's – I mean, I played Logan Thomas in cash last week because of that reason. Um, We're going to wide receiver anyway, but how how popular is McLaurin? Because I love him as a play, but, like, the ownership, I guess I'm saying, if you want, like, a nice little mini stack, running it with Burrow – and then getting Higgins and McKissick in to make it the, the statement of if it's going to be a Burrow game, it means they're going to be coming from behind, back and forth to get the tempo up. McKissick getting those targets again, that would be like a nice little trio where you could pretty much fit anybody you wanted after that and not even have to worry about if you're unique or not. Like, it, you know, at that point, you're already set. That's, that's what kind of surprised me is McLaurin's ownership last week. I was surprised so many um, guys uh, across the industry uh, had him. I mean, he was highly owned also, but – just with Alex Smith being the quarterback, I, that blew me away. Just... Because they still scheme, like, all these plays for him. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's – okay, so segue into a wide receiver. Um, 
I think he's going to be popular. I think he's going to be top five, six, seven popularity. Um, now, do I like him? Yes, I absolutely like him. Basically, like it just comes down. You just look like he's he hasn't had a. It's not just Alex Smith. It's also uh, Haskins, who was before him, right? Like so, he's had no. He doesn't have a real quarterback, and he's still ranked sixth in targets, tenth in receptions, fourth in receiving yards, eleventh in air yards and sixth in target share. Um, only thing he just doesn't have a lot, hasn't had a lot of touchdowns. He had three touchdowns on the season. So like that is so impressive uh, when he's doing it with no quarterback. So he's like top 10 in basically every metric um, top five in most. And he's doing it with, with a bum quarterback. And every week it seems like they're scheming more like designed plays. Like they're, like they're, they're not just like, running normal normal routes with this guy like they're scheming weird plays to get him the ball and that's good you know what i mean it's like that's at least something good that washington is doing and they're doing it with terrible quarterbacks but like can he can still break one on any of these guys you know i mean he's he's f1 scary terry mclaurin baby you know oh yeah um so i i like him uh, I mean, do I expect him to get like an 80 yard deep shot? No, it's going to have to, he's going to have to take a slant to the house or something like, or break a tackle and go 80 yards, but he can do that. Um, all right. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Uh, let's start at the top. Devonte Adams is probably going to be the most popular. Now he's, you know, there's been like some problems with his ankle this week. Um, it'll, it appears he's going to play through it um, and be, be fine to go. Um, he did have the same, you know, ankle issue last week. Um, underwhelming performance, still got a touchdown, massive touchdown equity, um, but uh, a tougher matchup against uh, the the Colts. Um, what do you like? What's your overall like? How are you guys playing him in GPPs and in cash? Even like, if you guys play, do you, you, I know Brett plays Scott. Do you play much cash, Tambo? Not, not a lot. Normally some though. Uh, in NFL, especially I do golf a little bit, but not as much. So fo football, I think it's better. Yeah. Tam Tambo's way better at the rules here, but I think this is a, a perfect rule where you should never have Aaron Jones and Devontae in a lineup, but having one or the other makes total sense. So um, I'll, I'll have plenty of both Aaron Jones and Devontae, but never in one lineup together. Yeah, it's just harder to get them to go off together, especially when you got to factor in at that point, you might as well have Rogers in there and you, you know, you're racking it up. I, I like Adams quite a bit. I'm surprised he's still only showing 15% ownership at 8.6 K in a dome, you know, in, in Indianapolis. So yeah, I mean, I think Lazard comes back this week, which is a little bit interesting for Green Bay side. He was uh, supposed to come back last week, I think, and then didn't. So yeah, that should that should only help, I think. Um, well, yeah, Rogers keys in on in him general. too, but at the same time, exactly, it opens it up. So now he's got another guy in there that's actually right. good or decent, and now you can go to Adams even more. So yeah, I'm surprised. It was what was he nine k with you know ninety one hundred or nine k, and he was like chalk, yeah. and now at eight point six k my opinion, a better match. I think they're actually, are they underdogs or I forget yeah. what the odds are. The line is two and a half for, point for two Vegas. And a half point underdogs. Yeah, so the yeah. knock against I, them is the people are a little bit scared because of the injury also because of the underwhelming performance last week. 
and because of the matchup against the Colts. Because the Colts just haven't allowed a ton of production. They've, you know, they allowed some decent games to like Allen Robinson. Uh, AJ Green actually had a decent game against them. Um, but they've limited production. But he'll, so he'll match up with Xavier Rhodes, who he's torched. Like, yeah. But that was when torched. like he torched them last season. But like that, they're like two completely different players this season. At least, at least it must be like the scheme and the way that they're using him, their their defensive scheme, because he just he's fitting much better and and he's he's doing very well this season. Um, but he was the guy that you just was the easiest target. Yeah, they they they've had plenty of matchups in the past when he was uh, with the Vikings. So yeah, yeah. I want to hear about that. But uh, yeah, and uh, I mean it's a tough matchup for Aaron Jones too as well. Um. Okay, Jacoby Myers. Your boy. I mean, the dude's just—he's a stud. He really is. At least for like this Patriots team, and like Cam loves him, and like he's like getting—he's getting separation, getting open on like anybody. He's getting, and he's like the clear threat. Now the problem is, is uh, so he's gonna face Roby this week, who's actually pretty good. Now he's like the one bright spot of the 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 Houston defense, but um. I mean, it's tough to not take a wide receiver one against Houston for that cheap. Over 40% target share the last three weeks. I mean, yeah. at 4,900. He's, he's got less targets than McKissick over the last two weeks, though, so that's sure. going to be worrisome. The bulk, the bulk of the uh, – well, that, that, That's a good point is that yeah. the, the Patriots are just a run team mm-hmm. at, right now and are just cont- – A, there's a lack of play volume – and B, they're just running and running and running it. Um, and they're, they're mixing it up with Harris, Burkhead, and uh, whatever. But you got to like, like he's throwing touchdowns. They're getting him involved in weird schemes yeah, where he's the guy. He threw a touchdown. He threw a touchdown. He's not throwing touchdowns. He threw, well, he one threw touchdown. a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, that's but what I'm the, like we're not, you can't t- talk him up. Like we got another Taysom here or something. No, but it's nice. It's this. nice that he's the guy that they're scheming when it comes to a play like that. Right. So uh, they're yeah. getting unique with him. I, I think he's a really good play. And I think that, you know, the biggest thing he has going for him is the price tag on DraftKings doesn't really have a, like, if you look what's around him, there's not anybody that I'm going out of my way to be like, well, I got to pivot to this guy. Like CD lamb and Mike Williams might be interesting, Cooks, sure, but like then there's just a bunch of different names that you don't have much trust in either way. When to Kirkwood's point, it looks like Cam does have a lot of trust in him. So it's it's interesting, but it's also the the ownership comes with that. So you know you got to make your decisions somewhere. And there's a lot of receivers on the slate, man. There's so many guys up above and down below that you know it's tough for me to just get heavy on him. But I, I don't think he's a bad play. I just you know be wary of how you're using him and make sure you're building accordingly, right? So. Kirkwood? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like them, but like there's that it's just the worry that they're so, so run. A, it's a tough matchup at least from the the one the good good uh, spot on the Houston defense plus Cam should, you know, can vulture away touchdowns with the best of them. Uh, Harris could have a big day and they could rush uh, for the touchdowns. So it's, there's, it's he looks like a smash because he's a wide receiver one. And like you said, the target share and stuff, and uh, he's got the trust. But like now that his price has come up to forty nine hundred, you know, 
is there are paths to him not being such a great play and that, you know, he's getting, he's going to get a lot of ownership this week. Mm-hmm. So um, other guys, Keenan Allen, I mean, I, it's hard for me not to like, to love Keenan Allen. I, I just, I just don't see like after like a subpar performance where he did get the touchdown, he was pissed off. He wasn't getting utilized. Herbert was like struggling all game. But like, if you look at the numbers, um, Basically, he's still like the target share mantra, 29% target share. He's uh, third in targets, third in receptions. He's an elite wide receiver one, um, you know, at least from uh, volume production. Um, and uh, has now found the end zone again last week, luckily. Um, but uh, it's just now it's like the Jets, just their secondary has no talent. They cut uh, this year. They Brian Poole, their best is on the IR again, I already mentioned. And um, so he's like, even on like pro football focus, like just from the matchup, the wide receiver cornerback matchups and uh, RG too, as well. He, uh, he, he's coming in at like one of the, the biggest mismatches, you know, based up for the week, you know, cause he'll against uh, some inexperienced Corey Ballantyne, who's going to try to be covering him in the slot. So it just seems like such easy pickings for them to go to him. But there, I also do like a leverage off of that with Mike Williams. And I think you can actually just play the whole passing game and just play them both. Um, but uh, I love Keenan Allen and uh, I know his price is up there. So there's room for failure that way, especially after his game last week. And there's also the Kalen Balaj leverage play we could do, but I just don't see Keenan failing. But then again, I didn't see Devontae Parker failing against the Jets, but uh, remember that week? Uh, yeah. Um, well, we didn't, we didn't think Keenan was going to fail last week either, and he did for us, but I still love him. Tougher matchup, though, against yeah. the Dolphins, you know. Yeah, last week was more of a price play we liked, but we thought with his matchup against the slot guy versus, yeah. you know, Byron Jones and the other on the outside there, Xavier Howard. So it's like, you know, 7400 it's still a pretty solid price, man. For, yeah, for I mean, I love I, I love this spot. I mean, the Chargers are on to RB3, right? How much are they going to tr- really trust Kalen Balaj? Uh, I think this is a great bounce back for Keenan Allen. Um, agree with you also on Mike Williams. So, I mean, this is a spot yeah. where go ahead, do a double stack, and then there's plenty of uh, Jets to bring it back with too um, that are in play. So, yeah, um, I, I like a double stack here for sure. Yeah, Mims, Perriman, and uh, Crowder. Who's uh, you guys? Uh, who's Brett's gonna like Crowder? Well, I mean Crowder. The price is the only downside on DraftKings at sixty one hundred. He's better priced across the industry, but Mims, Mims, my gosh, you look at his athletic body. It's tough not to fall in love with Mims. And there, he's an alpha man. At thirty three hundred, that's pretty thirty three hundred. I mean, and, uh, eight targets against the the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, you do kind of want to stay inside on the, on the Chargers. So, I mean, Crowder, Crowder is going to be av- avoiding some of their better corners. But. So, I, so I'm expect so the, the one to avoid, it's Casey Hayward. Correct. Is the one. So I'm assuming, is it, I'm thinking it's probably going to be Perryman who gets uh, gobbled up with Hayward. Yeah. And, and they haven't really been shadowing there. So I don't expect a shadow. So I won't really worry too much about the, wide receiver cornerback matchup on the outside. Um, but their outside corners are better. And Perryman, you mentioned it. That's Flacco's dude, man. The former Raven. 
I know. So that's why I like, that's why I love this game. Like, I think that the Jets can put up points. They definitely can. I like the back and forth of it. I still like Crowder too, though, man. This guy just gets a lot of targets. Well, he, the price is, you know, he definitely avoids uh, Casey Hayward. Yeah, the slot. Yeah, say. He can just rack them up all day, and that's the thing. And then if he gets in or if he gets loose on one. Dude, how the Jets use their slot wide receiver is ridiculous on the season. So, I mean, that slot wide receiver is still going to be the main target on most routes. So, just okay. know that. But I think Mims, Mims' ceiling here is ridiculous. Uh, Crowder gets there on the ceiling mainly because of targets and catches alone, very similar to Keenan Allen. So, Dude, this, this seems like – okay – this seems like an this seems like such a massive floor that you get with Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Crowder. Like from a target perspective, assuming that this game doesn't just like they don't just roll like Chargers don't roll over the Jets, or vice versa. It just seems like you can get such a monster target floor with those. Right, two and guys. then you have your upside guys in Mike Williams and Mims. And it's completely yeah, it's also completely stackable with you know adding double stacks, even a double bring back because of the pricing. Cause it's all about pricing, right? Like pricing dictates how we can do it. And throwing in a $3,300 MIMS is not going to, going to affect Crowder too much. And not if we get the game we're expecting, right? You're going to get there. So yeah, I, I like so I, putting them all together. I don't mind that one either for, you know, going heavy on a game stack. That'd be interesting there. I love yeah, that game. If that, if that, if that game puts up 60 points and you, you decide uh, to land on four wide receivers with one in the flex there, you're going to be printed. I just, the only thing I worry about, no, not worried, but I guess we talked about all this stuff with Dalvin Cook is that obviously how cheap all those guys are, you can automatically fit Dalvin Cook. So done, you know, then I think you got to look at how can you get a little bit different, maybe use three next tier running backs and get unique that way, right? And have some mid mid range. You can do you can do it. There's there's multiple ways. There's there's things you can do if you want to go that way. There's yeah. Strategies. Definitely. Do you see yes. how fast both both Mims and Brashad Perriman are uh, both sub four fours? You got Mims at four three eight and then Perriman's at four three. I mean, that's ridiculous. Did you yeah. do you used to be a runner? I mean, more long, more long distance, but yeah. You just, I know, really like you did track and track and uh, uh, more cross country. Oh. But you, like, do you do that for your high school and stuff? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was a tiny Cause like, kid. I always wonder how people like know like these speeds, like, oh, he ran a four. Like to me, it's all just, it doesn't matter in my, in my <laughs> head because I never ran. I was running was always a punishment for me. Uh, you know, I, Kirk I would, would take some, some, take some laps. You know, I would collect some stolen bases back in the day, baby. I was, I was a little speedster. Um, all right. Um, all right. Justin Jefferson's a beast. Play him. Um, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, Terry McLaurin, beast. Play him. Michael Thomas. Uh, Levitan's cash play of the week last week. Uh, the guy just <laughs> keeps crushing it, you know, for the people, for the people out there. Um, there are a lot of people on that though. But uh yeah, uh, that was interesting to see that. But uh, he certainly busted um, seven targets, two receptions. Um, who you know, didn't bust last week? What? I said who didn't bust? Yeah, last I, week? I mean, Keenan Allen busted. Diggs got. I, I mean, I don't. I, I could not. I thought Diggs was a far superior play than Michael Thomas last week, and Diggs got there at the end in that touchdown. Yeah, the end, but, but did you did you play Keenan Allen instead of both those two? 
No, I had uh, I played Diggs and Cash. No Keenan Allen. Oof, I played Keenan Allen there. on Yahoo. I had yeah. Diggs Diggs on Yahoo too as well. Yeah, um, but I had Diggs. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so Thomas. So I mean, he certainly takes a hit from without Drew Brees. He also just hasn't. He's got two, you know, tough injuries to come back from a high ankle sprain, which takes forever, and people always come. And then he's had uh, a nagging hamstring. Do people even like him on his team? Like, I feel like he's, he's now at that prima donna stage. Like, it's, it's like he's a headache to this organization. I have no idea. I have no, no clue on even to whether – I have nothing of importance to, to comment yeah. on. I have no clue. Why, have you read things or he, like, disrupts it or something? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, just, like, the fights and whatnot. And the organization just suspe- suspending, like, one of their best players. Like – Name an organization that would do that, even if he's like showing bad. Behavior. Yeah, I didn't know what the story was there. Um, um, there's got to be more to it, but yeah. I mean, and then yeah, obviously punching a cornerback in the head with, you know, it's just like okay. He's no Keith, killer Keith Kirkwood, but. Um, <laughs> uh, Is he still in the league? He's yes, he, well, he's so he's been in. So I got a jersey ship. So my my girl contacted him. And uh, she got my jersey. She sent. She like took my jersey out of the closet and sent it to him, without me knowing. And got him. Oh, that's right. He uh, Twittered you, right? Yeah, but he. uh, Yeah, but uh, I never followed up. So she Instagrammed Instagrammed him, and uh, he was yeah, and he was really really like nice about it. And he, but he also said he was gonna hook me up because he like was delayed. He was like, I'm gonna do something real nice. Don't worry. Like, so, and he, ne- so I was thinking I was going to get like game tickets or something for like some game never came through, but I uh, believe it Carolina, was, but he's had injury. He, he went, uh, okay. so that's temple coach, Matt rule. Took oh, him. So I was yeah. really hopeful he was going to have a good season, but he's been hurt all year. I believe that was uh two Thanksgivings ago that uh, he put up a, a touchdown on the board and he was on the late night. I think uh, it was last season. Last Was it last season? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so uh, speaking of which, Robbie Anderson, man, I don't want to touch any of these guys. The only, I guess, DJ Moore is tempting at his price at fifty six hundred. Do you guys have any? Curtis Samuel, like maybe makes a little bit more sense with a with a for more gadget plays. Um, didn't he? I think he, yeah, he had a. Talk, I think I liked him last week, and he was terrible. But uh, I don't know. I don't really want to invest, as Brett would say, in. Uh, much of this passing game any of you guys interested at all there yeah like in theory i like the passing game um when you take c-mac off this offense um and like you said samuel with his gadget plays uh goes up in my eyes um he's had three carries at least three carries actually exactly three carries the last three games um just just heavily involved in every aspect of their offense. So um, I'd probably like Samuel for the price at 4,700. Um, the, the gap between Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore is a lot thinner. Both are, are in play too. I don't know. This is going to be a, uh, another tough situation. Which Carolina guy do you want? And I'd probably lean Samuel right now. I just can't see Walker really – I, um, yeah. yeah, that's not as high on any of them yeah, Samuel because of that. I could do more. What'd you say? Uh, well, it's just the quarterback situation is so tough. But I, yeah. I actually would. I'm I'm opposite of both of you guys. I would lean Robbie. 
just because people have been trying to make this work and it hasn't. And this to me would be the spot that it would against Detroit. Uh, you know, one thing about him this season, we talked about this a few podcasts ago on here about just his usage and, you know, the 13, 8, 8, 13, 11, like all these targets. And they're not all these, everyone just thinks that Robbie Anderson is like boomer bust. And unfortunately his box scores will still show that. And with very little boom, but they have been using him differently. So it would be interesting to see with Walker, Greer, one of these guys in there, if Bridgewater can't go, if they, you know, continue to use him that way. And then this is a spot where I actually think he could break one. So I actually would just pay for him. Uh, you know, Samuel's the other guy that's more interesting because we talked about it last week where they use him as sort of the offset to Davis, you know, more than they were using Davis and it's been hurting him. So uh, probably Anderson, then Samuel, then more for me. Um, Deontay Johnson, uh, averaging 10, over 10 targets in the six games that he's finished this season, um, averaging 12 targets, 91 yards, and a touchdown over his last three healthy games. Um, gets a good matchup, like we said, against the Jags. Jags are ranked 31st in DVOA versus the pass. Also uh, ranked dead last in yards per target allowed to receivers. Um, I have nothing bad to say about um, DeAndre Johnson, and I like uh, I like all I like Claypool. I like all these Steelers. Like I I yeah. can't tell. Deontay's my favorite. Claypool's my second favorite, um, and I think you should play some Juju. I don't hate that. that. Um, yeah. One offense I want to break down is the Eagles. Um, you got Jalen Rager at forty three hundred. Uh, you have. Travis Fulgham at 5,600, and then Goddard at 3,800. I think all three are in play. I mean, again, this is kind of a tough spot. Rager, Rager looked really good last week. Um, but I, I don't mind going back to Fulgham here at 5,600. Um, and then I really do believe we're going to see a Dallas Goddard breakout game here pretty soon. So I want to have him um, in, in my uh, pool of receivers for Philly. So he's had back-to-back games now where he came back and has done absolutely nothing. Yep. Now the first game I gave it a pass because it was like his first game back. Uh, he was still on the field and running uh, tons of routes um, the whole time. Now last week it was kind of weird because he had like the initial like concussion scare, right? He got injured right off the bat and, uh, you know, went into the tent to get checked for a head injury. And uh, then came back and and started to come on late a little bit, um, so I I, I kind of give him a pass in that one too as well. Plus, you know, Wentz played so poorly last week. Um, this is the worst game of the year. Yeah. So if you if you're optimistic about Wentz's game this week, if you're optimistic with the fact that they're losing Miles Garrett, um, and uh, should have all the, the, the weapons, you know, with uh, Fulgham, who's, who's come into his own, Rieger, uh, Goddard should be ready to rip this time. Then, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this it seems like a better week to play him, you know, where he won't be as chalky, except he is going to be chalky again because he's priced so low and there's not many tight end options. So it's it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out mm-hmm. because he's going to pop in projection. It'll be interesting to see if, like, people, like, don't want to go back, but like people aren't scared anymore to go back. Yeah. I love, I love doing a Wentz double stack. And even in the double stack, I, I don't mind uh, putting Miles Sanders in there too, as, as one of the 
options. And then, I mean, my bring back would be Jarvis Landry. Again, this is an offense that's been in probably the worst weather that we've seen an NFL team play in in a long time in back-to-back weeks. So Jarvis Landry, I think at 5,500, another super, super high target guy uh, can get there just on catches alone, can see a ceiling very similar to a Keenan Allen type of ceiling just with catches alone. So I uh, like that. Um, all right. A couple yeah. opinions I want from you guys. Brandon Cooks against his former Patriots squad. Uh, Will Fuller probably dealing with uh, Gilmore. Um, yeah, I'm in on Cooks. Uh, I talked about Watson earlier, and Cooks is the guy I love for it. I, you know, I talked a little bit about this last week too, but where he can just catch these short passes and then do work with them. So, you know, this is the type of spot I think we would see something like that. You know, New England's going to try and get after um, Watson. So, yeah, I, I like him there. And Jakeem, then uh, Jakeem Grant. Yeah, I was going to name Grant. I got a couple takes down low here. So, Grant is one, 3,500 against. Uh, Denver. So he, he was great last week at 3000. I don't even think it's chasing. I just think the price is not catching up enough. You know, he still had a good week. 3,500 is a pretty fair price for him. So I like that one. We already talked about Mims down here, but the other guy I got down here is Chris Conley. LaVisca Chenault is still going to be out back-to-back eight target games. Nothing hasn't got into the box yet, but has a red zone target in there. So I mean, they could still use him for that, but we just talked about this Pittsburgh passing game. I know we like Robinson, but if you want to make it a little bit cheaper and be able to fit in some of these other running backs, I think that's the way to go as a guy like Conley at 3000 straight with the Chenault injury. Not a lot of people that I've seen are really talking about it. And he's one that stands out. That's actually been getting some work lately. So um, I could definitely go there as well. Interesting. Never even thought of him. I will write that down. And then uh, one thing that I'll just uh, mention on again is Leveraging off the Delvin Cook chalk and buying the Vikings wide receivers. Um, don't know if if it's smart to double stack these guys. I mean, we saw saw both of them have good games. Uh, Jefferson with just mainly the catches in yards and then feeling with the touchdowns last Monday night. But um, yeah, getting off the Delvin Cook chalk, buying the uh, Minnesota wide receivers, bringing it back with Zeke or one of the. I think they work well too. Like if you're building your lineups to do, um, you know, if you're not doing double stacks and you have like a single stack on with a single bring back to just. Yeah, that's why receivers, I lean towards the. Uh, sorry, can you hear me? Oh, I, yep, I, hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, so um, putting in like a Justin Jefferson and Zeke, like correlation together or Thielen and Zeke or Amari Cooper and. Uh, yeah, I don't. It'd be tough to if you can fit one of them. If you do the, uh, if you, you do have Cooper like Jefferson. Single, if you right? have like single stacks to put another correlated plays together. Yep. Um, without having to use like Kirk Cousins or uh, Andy Dalton. By the way, Michael Gallup, thirty-seven hundred. Yeah. And he gets he gets a passing quarterback back in in the offense here. I mean, Gallup at thirty-seven hundred. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. It just seems way too cheap for a guy that you know, only needs to catch a couple balls. No, I'm with I'm there's there's upside there for sure. I'm with that. Um oh we never talked about New Orleans the the bringbacks, the Julio or Ridley. Just play either either of them. Uh, probably probably Ridley for cheaper. Oh, and he's also back Lattimore. And no one wants to be on him. 
Lattimore yep. may be out now. Um, I'm 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 with you on Ridley over. Uh, I think Julio. I'd still go Ridley to myself, just because I think less, you know, more, you know, he was injured all week, but we knew he was probably going to play, and so hopefully, some people are off that. But uh, Lattimore yeah. usually shadows Julio and is now questionable. Yeah, I see that on the update here. Uh, and they just put uh, Breeze on the IR, so that means he's going to be out multiple weeks. All right. Um, should we uh, – any other plays that I'm missing here? I'm good on the water receiver spot. Tight end is interesting still, so, yeah. All right, tight end it is. Uh, Mark Andrews coming in, probably going to be the highest owned, has struggled this season. What everyone thought was going to be his monster breakout year certainly has suffered on – due to uh, the poor passing play of uh, Tambo's boy, Lamar Jackson. Um, however, um, this is a good spot, good get right spot for him um, against Tennessee. So uh, be interesting to hear your guys' thoughts with that. Then there's Dallas Goddard, who we already touched on. I guess we're all in agreement. We like him. We're giving him a pass for these first two games and say, you know, should be good to go. Uh, Hunter Henry, um, finally uh, got in the box last week um, for a touchdown. Um, man, that doesn't really excite me at all. Logan Thomas is a guy I like. I played him last week. His price didn't move. Um, you know, the the production, you know, six, six uh, targets, four receptions, 66 yards last week. Um, Cincinnati, I think – I think they've been pretty bad against tight ends. I'll have to pull that up. Um, but uh, he was somebody I was eyeing um, anyway. But uh, where do you guys like the most at tight end? Yeah, um, probably there with you on the cheap uh, with Goddard. Um, I'm not – I probably won't go to Logan Thomas at all. Um, you know what? I, I think the cheapest I'll probably go is Goddard at 3,800. Um, really like uh, Hawkinson at 4,200. Um, again, no DeAndre Swift in this offense. So I think, I think especially red zone uh, time, Hawkinson uh, might have a little bit higher touchdown equity here. Um, and he's kind of been just a steady beast all year um, in Carolina where I do like Mike Davis quite a bit. So, and a spot where they're going to be without Galladay, they're going to be without Amendola. Um, I really like Hawkinson uh, at 4,200. So if, you know, this is going to be definitely a percentage owned. If Goddard is really, really high owned, um, then I'm going to pivot to Hawkinson. Um, I guess we sh we shouldn't have buried the lead that Taysom Hill is a tight end over on FanDuel. Um, the question is, I, I, wait, uh, Kirkwood, you don't play FanDuel. Tambo, do you play FanDuel? I play some, yeah. Will you create a lineup? How many lineups are you creating over on FanDuel? let's say 20 to 30 or so. Most of my volume is going to be on DraftKings, but I'll always play some over there just yeah. because it's a little bit different game over there, but I do like it still. Can you, can you build a lineup this week without Taysom Hill uh, at tight end? Yeah. I think there's a lot of lineups that you can build without him. So okay. I think, I don't know if it's necessarily the most optimal or, you know, smart play, but you know, for, if it was cash, I'm playing him because it's just right. so cheap. The upside, the possibility, the coach speak. I mean, especially if we get, if we get any word that, he's definitely starting if that does eventually come out here from Peyton or whatever, then yeah, then that's a little bit different because you're going to get so many options. He's a quarterback there. Then of course you got to go in, but uh, if, if not, or even if there's anything, you know, 
the sign of 75 or 80 percent at a one spot position like tight end uh, i'm definitely going to build some lineups without him. but i mean he's min price so what is like if he's the starter i mean his floor is like 15 points oh yeah that's what i said if it's if it's officially official like you think it could be then you got to be a little bit different the issue is is that tight end is such a shit show this week Right, right. Yeah, I mean, he's. I'm legitimately thinking on DraftKings about like, so I I got remember I told you I was I was arguing with my buddy about a lineup that we were we were putting in. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I we we played Mercedes Lewis because of that stupid tweet or whatever um, about them potentially getting him touchdowns. I didn't want to do it once they announced Tanya inactive. Uh, but we played them. But like we were like, I, one of the reasons was like we're like we could still cash with a zero here, potentially, you know, because like we didn't think tight end was so good. So I'm already yeah. like looking at this week how gross it is. Like we don't get Waller because he's on the the Sunday night. We don't get anyone. We don't get Kelsey. He's on the Sunday night. We we got we you know there's no more Kittle. There's no none of these guys. So I'm legitimately thinking like. I can take like a Anthony Ferkser for 2,500 or a Jordan Aikens uh, and potentially be fine with taking a zero if they get no production and still potentially cash is the way I'm even thinking about that. And if that's how I'm thinking, like Taysom's floor is even more valuable. So it's like harder to even like. And he's, and he's been priced and it's FanDuel, right? It's FanDuel where you're, it's not a PPR site. So it's like, it's tougher a tight end to even, with like five to 10 points of them, I think this week, um, especially with his rushing floor. Um, yeah. Especially Tambo, when you're it, talking about like a 3K or something, like if you that's what you're talking about before, but you're talking DraftKings. But yeah, if I had a $3,000 lineup on FanDuel this week, there'd be no way I would fade Taysom Hill. And he's going to be, he's going to be probably 90% owned in cash games. He exactly. should he's be a blocker in cash. That's what I'm saying. It's not a big deal there. Yeah. It's when you go over to tournaments, you'd have to look for a way around it. And there's, definitely a path you know it just it's you know how how aggressive do you want to be and, and how do you want to build your lineups because the other thing is most of the lineups with them are going to be those game stacks not a lot of people are going to use them as like a one-off or anything like that so i don't mind that either so there's ways to use him and then there's other ways that you could go around him but it's the tough thing to is, imagine like you said yeah there, there's people that don't use optimizers that don't you know they don't really they just build off their phone where they're just they're not going to see him because he's under the the min uh, category and they're gonna assume I that build, Taysom Hill. I build great lineups off my phone. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah, but that okay, but they're gonna assume that Taysom's a quarterback, right? So they're not even thinking Taysom Hill at tight end. So he, you know, he's not gonna be anywhere near a hundred percent. I think like um, in cash games, even. I'm team but, um, team team phone phone builder over here. <laughs> Tambo, go go ahead. Uh, what what do you got uh, for uh, tight ends uh, this week? And I, I like Mark Andrews, Goddard, the guys that you mentioned. You know, you, you got to go down the list a little Sucks. bit, I think. Uh, a couple that stood out. One was uh, Eric Ebron. We talked about all those receivers on the Pittsburgh side, but we also talked about liking Roethlisberger. So I think that's a spot we could see some action. I don't know how you don't want to play a little bit of Hawkinson at just 4,200 with everybody in their dog out in that game. No Swift, no Galladay, no Amendola, nobody. So again, doesn't really matter who's throwing them the ball. There should be opportunity there. And that's uh, a little bit nicer. I, I didn't go look actually at uh, the ownership just yet. I know that Mark Andrews was getting a bunch of it right now. Where's he at? I can't even find him or maybe I went past him, but 
yeah, two percent right no. now in Hawkinson. We, oh, that's because probably because of that people thought he was doing. I mean, I expect him to be much higher on than that. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe will be, maybe he won't. I just know there's other guys there, but yeah, if not, go to Ebron. I don't mind him underneath. Sort of those two guys. The thing I like about them is they're squeezed in between Andrews and Goddard, who I think are going to be more popular. So can definitely go that way. And then um, I think we got to see is I can't remember if Doyle is out or not, but. Mo Ali Cox would be another one that's interesting in this spot at, at a much cheaper price. I think he's 2,900. Yeah. So if Doyle's out, I don't mind that. Uh, River seems to like him quite a bit. And yeah, yeah, I know Brett, you love your Logan Thomas, but maybe this is the actual week you could use him. I don't know. 3,300s. Not bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on Logan Thomas. So there, I mean, that was a huge spike week for Alex Smith on um, uh, the amount of throws. So his Dude, six three, three out of his last four double digits, though. I think I Thomas like might be Thomas. coming around some now. It just took some time to break in and needed Alex Smith a little bit in his pocket too. I think. So. <laughs> I played him in yeah. cash last week. I'm I'm on board with Logan Thomas. Um, yeah, he's getting uh, this, targets this, too, man. This so feels it's like a good. This feels like a good week to use Austin Hooper. I was just gonna throw him out there. Good. Go ahead. Uh, well, Philly's been. You know, I I went way too heavy on uh, Ingram last week, but thankfully no tight end really did anything. So it didn't, didn't punish me too much, but like the Matt, you know, Philly's been torched with uh, by opposing tight ends all season. And uh, although it wasn't last week, but uh, Hooper's just like a guy that's been like forgotten about now, you know, because he hasn't produced much this season because of the injuries, because of the cold game in the absolute cold wind, where they, you know, didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he only got uh, one reception on two targets. But uh, this feels like he's, like, he's still, like, so that the talent gap is much, much smaller this week because we don't have that high-end group here. So we're, if Mark Andrews and Goddard bust, like, a guy like Austin Hooper could easily do, like, one or two touchdowns and, you know, more than pay off on his uh, $3,900 price tag. Yeah. And the prices, the prices for all these guys have dropped because of those weather games. So um, yeah, Hooper, Hooper, I really like, especially if we're talking single digit ownership for sure. And one guy that I didn't mention at wide receiver, but I definitely want to is uh, Rashard Higgins. Again, it was two years ago when um, Baker Mayfield came onto the scene and his guy was Rashard Higgins. So uh, again, we've had weather games. Nobody has seen uh, the Rashard Higgins breakout yet. Um, I guess he did have six targets, six catches uh, for 110 uh, three weeks ago. But um, this is a spot where you're going to get him for very low ownership, um, mainly because of the weather um, that they've faced the last two weeks. So I'm all about Cleveland uh, looking a lot better. And you just mentioned how bad um, – you know, the Philly, the Philly defense has been. So it's just like, I don't know. seems like a good spot. Yeah. I I do like that because I I didn't call you out on it earlier, but you were talking about Landry being a target monster. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if you knew that he only has two games over six receptions all season. So, or targets, sorry, two games over six targets all season. So he has not been a target monster. Correct. So yeah, I guess this is like, I like your Higgs call a lot more to be honest. Okay. So yeah, this is like post Odell, uh, first game without Odell and clean weather. Right. So that's, that's kind of like merging of two things. Like there, this, the weather was unbelievable, ridiculous in both of those games. Like I just, I, I think that just like handcuff uh, any situation. I'm not taking anything um, 
of those uh, last two games into consideration of Cleveland going forward. Yeah, I just haven't seen anything from him all season. He's disappeared. So I'm with you. I like your Higgins call. I think that's a good one. I think that's a good play. And everyone's been waiting on that, like you said, and it definitely could happen. So uh, I don't mind that one at all at his price tag as well. All right, uh, let's close it out with stacks, um, top stacks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the chalky one that I love first, which is going to be uh, Herbert, uh, Keenan Allen, and I'm going to bring it back with uh, Crowder. But I like playing this one like we talked about on the show. Uh, I like playing this one as, as, a, as a large stack by uh, throwing in uh, either Mims or um, Mike Williams alongside with these guys and just really going to – hoping that this game completely breaks out curious um, Kirkwood do you change your uh your like stack uh based upon the size I'll, of the tournament like how deep of a stack would you go like in a millionaire maker yeah no so I would want typically I'm lazy and so I usually don't I always end up behind on what I want to do but if it was up to me I would make like I would take the games that I want to do I would, I'm, I'm very comfortable doing single stacks this season because most people aren't doing them as much. Um, so then I've been correlating other pieces, but I would take like a, a portion of my, my build. So I would build like a hundred lineups or 110 lineups or 120 lineups, um, you know, with my normal way, way. And then I would take the few games that I want to build bigger and then just, you know, set up my rules to include two or whatever and uh, two pass catchers and one bring back or uh, two and two and then um, and build that with the remaining and then and then merge them. Uh, that's how I would do it. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I guess I was I was kind of like, because I mean, a lot but of it times would be in the Millie maker it'd be in the big field stuff. But like, yeah, I thought I really like the game. I wouldn't be scared doing it in smaller field stuff either. I feel like a million maker, right? If you're trying to go for first, like you have to get everything right. So to do like a uh, two wide receivers on one side, two wide receivers on the other side, and then a quarterback, it's tough for that to win a million maker. Um, but it's not tough to win like, you know, a 500, 600 person tournament you're, you're, uh, when that game listen, shoots You've been listening up. to Leone and uh, in ETR. Correct? Yeah, I've definitely listened to a lot of, a lot of, because because tournaments are not like, and I, like agree. Especially I, I agree with that I agree crazy with that, big I, tournaments like my my specialty has always been under a thousand person tournaments uh single entry three max like that's but, where i focus but here's the thing so there i get that the theory on like um on you know not having to get as many pieces right and like what so if it's keenan if it's keenan allen who goes off for a monster game and mike williams is a small game you benefit by having you know herbert and keenan and you can you can live on and the other pieces of your lineup, but um, you uh, monster like big game stacks also win huge field stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if the game goes off, so that's what we're like. Especially when there's like a lot of games this week where it doesn't feel like any of them are really going to go off. If you do hit that one that absolutely does go off, and I think a candidate for that game could be like if the Jets actually surprise people and put up points you know, for once. And um, because both of these defenses are atrocious. Um, Like this is a, this is a candidate, you know, and it's a, this is also a a smaller total. Like the, it's not, people aren't going to be expecting it as much, but it's a game that certainly could, in my view, be like that. And then pricing dictates that also. So it's not, it's not tough for like Denzel Mims to, 
to be a neat, if he, he puts up 20 fantasy points, he he's in a Millie maker lineup, you know, like that's not, that's not a problem. So I, I think there's like, you, I think they both work. Like both of those theories work. Mm-hmm. Um, um, okay. So my stack will be the uh, Philly Cleveland game. Uh, we'll do, we'll do a Carson Wentz. Um, and we'll do, uh, I guess we'll do a Miles Sanders and a Travis Fulgham. And then uh, we'll bring it back with uh, Jarvis Landry there. Um, yeah. And Tambo, what's, uh, what's, what's your stack? It took me all the last 20 minutes since we brought it up to try and find a Herbert with the whole world stack that I said would be so easy. And it actually wasn't. So really kind of like that one. I know that uh, Kirkwood already mentioned it, but I, I finally found it. The tourney takes one. There's a Lamar set up in there as well. But uh, I mentioned the Burrow one, Burrow, Higgins, McKissick or McLaurin, whatever you want to use on the other side. And I still like the, the Wentz one as well. I know it's hard to pair it up, but for me, it'd probably be Rager who we talked about or Goddard or both. And then bring it back with uh, Fogum. Yeah, you could do that. I, I really I like Rager a little more, and he's cheaper. And then I like um, I like Chubb. Still, we didn't talk enough about that earlier on, but I guess that just my point was, you know, that's the sort of guy that I want. Guys like him and Henry that are in that mix that are going to get volume can definitely still have a good game, and them having a good game typically will up the pace. And then you'll have a, a situation where now these other quarterbacks on the other side can go off. So uh, yeah. I do like that as well. I'd say I'd say uh, my high leverage uh, stack would be a Kirk Cousins to a Justin Jefferson, um, and then I'll uh, bring it back with two Cowboys. I would bring it back with Zeke, and bring it back with Michael Gallup at thirty-seven hundred. I like the Gallup call. All right, and I'll close out the show with. Uh, so, so I want to just reiterate that I wrote, wrote down on my my notebook my uh, cheese as uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one of cheese's disciples. I still use the pad and the pad and the paper. I got my pad and my paper um, too. But uh, I wrote down Wentz, you know, like as someone I wasn't, you know, even thinking about when we were coming into the show and like just starting to like it more and more as we did this show. But I also really love Ben Roethlisberger. So like, I'm looking at all these guys that don't have much rushing upside besides Lamar and Cam. Um, and this is the perfect week for to take advantage of somebody who can light it up on 46 passing attempts on a team that doesn't want to run against an atrocious defense and just run it up. And so you can play Ben with uh, Deontay's my favorite, but also throwing Claypool in there too, as well, or Juju, you know, too, and then running it back with James Robinson. I think this is the week to do that. So uh, I'm going to make sure I do that. All right. Um, we good to go? All right, boys, let's get it. All right, yeah, I hope uh, all you guys crush. Uh, I feel like a big Tambo week is coming. Um, <laughs> Got to live up to my nickname, man, shit. The great <laughs> he's going to take down all these Canadians uh, and uh, fellow Americans here. Um, no, I hope you crush. And uh, Brett, I hope you crush. And everyone listening, I hope you crush. And more, most importantly, I hope I crush. Actually, I really hope Brandon Moreno – wins against uh Roy Val and UFC <laughs> on uh Saturday night because I have a monster bet on that. So Net- please there. let's please. go. Um so that's it. So this has been the uh RGDFS tournament takes podcast week 11 and we'll catch you next week.